Bill Belichick's gone. You got Gerard Mayo in here. It's just a complete reboot. I feel like everybody in New England, or at least they should have if they haven't already, should have accepted that this is a rebuild. You know, we're not the Patriots of old trying to cling to the past. You know, this isn't a playoff team. We're probably several years from that right now, from, from, from even being in contention of a Super Bowl, hopefully. But if this is a rebuild run and the Patriots have the number three overall pick of the NFL draft, sick and tired of hearing about the Chicago Bears trading down with the Atlanta Falcons and some of these other teams. You're the Patriots. You're sitting at number three overall. Move up to number one overall and get your freaking quarterback. Welcome in to the show. Another off-season edition of the Patriots Wire podcast. It's great to have you with us. Ryan O'Leary here playing host. Joined, as always, by my guy, Jordy McElroy, the managing editor of USA Today's Patriots Wire. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribing is a great way not only to support us, but also to ensure you don't miss any of our off-season content. And, man, we do have a lot to get to. Jordy, how are you, my friend? Are you having fun covering this bleep storm over the last couple of weeks with the Patriots? It's been kind of wild, man. Man, it's been it's been unbelievable. I don't even know where to start, Ryan. I mean, obviously, we're still in the middle of the playoffs right now, but there's a ton of stuff going on New England related with Bill Belichick getting fired, or I guess <laughs> can't say the F word, the fired word. No, you but, said it right. He was definitely fired. <laughs> he was definitely fired, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely fired. And then obviously Gerard Mayo being hired, and and then and then Ryan. It, with, with all the craziness around who's the GM, who's not the GM in New England, and, you know, and the offseason coming up, free agency and the draft looming ahead. There's there's a lot to get into, Ryan. I'm, I'm super excited to to get into all of it. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. It's It's been a while. It's been a wild ride here. And here's – let's just start here. You, you said it. There's Where do you start? Let's start here. We're talking on Wednesday morning. The Patriots are about to – introduce Gerard Mayo as the next head coach of the Patriots this afternoon. Jordy, you're going to be very busy covering that for Patriots Wire, and that's, you know, folks can, that's where folks can go to uh, get everything pertinent that comes out of that presser. Jordy's going to have it covered right there on Patriots Wire for you. Uh, Let's start here, Jordy. If you had the first question of the presser, right, you had the microphone, you stole it from whoever, Mike Reese, or whoever's going to actually get the first question, right? If you were in the room, had the first question, and you're looking at Robert Kraft, John, I think Jonathan Kraft is going to be at the table as well, Gerard Mayo. Who are you directing the question to, and what is the question? What is the first question that you'd want to get off your chest to kick off that presser? Well, first off, the fact that I would get the first question over a legend like Mike Reese, that's Pretty a good. win already, so Pretty I'm good. liking this, Ryan. <laughs> so I guess, obviously, Ryan, I – I want to direct a question at ownership because I'm not sure if uh, obviously Gerard Mayo is probably not going to answer this question, but I need to know who's making the decisions with, with the Patriots. You know, we're heading towards the off season where we're getting into free agency and draft season. And who's going to be making those decisions? Who's going to be choosing who the Patriots take at the number three overall pick of the 2024 NFL draft? Who's going to be making the decisions that the Patriots go after a guy like T. Higgins or not? Are all these other free agent signings that need to happen that are on the team? And there are players that are outside potentially coming into New England. We need to know who makes the decisions because there is no general manager in New England. And reportedly, this might remain the case until after the NFL, the NFL draft, which is, which is an unorthodox approach, if you ask me. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's the question, right? That is the question. Who has the final say now? Because Belichick ran everything, and now, yeah, we can replace the head coach, but 
who's making the call? Is it Mac Rowe? Is it Elliot Wolf? Is it Jonathan Kraft himself? Is he going to step in a little bit and, and be more involved? Who the hell knows? Is that CBD, you know, TBD? Are they still going to figure that out? Are they going to interview other GMs? I know Phil Perry uh, had a report that they're not expected to go outside hire a GM. It's supposed to be some combination of Grow, Wolf, and other guys in the front office. And Jordy, what, the one thing I'm hoping is it's not a quote unquote collaborative effort, right? Because that would scare the hell out of me. You, we can't take votes and just go with the majority on on stuff like this. That's not how you orchestrate a complete offensive rebuild with a first year head coach. You know what I mean? Like that's that would scare the hell out of me. Uh, I think the one thing we can say is it's not going to be Gerard Mayo, right? Gerard Mayo is not stepping into like a Bill Belichick type of role. Uh, how much say will he have on personnel? Will he have the final say? I can't. I can't imagine he'll have the final say, Jordy. But do you agree? We can't. It's not going to be Gerard Mayo having the final say over that stuff. They're going to change the way business was done because I think the Crafts been there, done that with Bill Belichick having all the powers and them uh, the power and them being kind of boxed out of. Uh, football operations, football decisions, all that, right? Yeah, I can't see Gerard Mayo having the first say, especially, you know, Gerard Mayo hasn't really been a coordinator in the NFL, much less a head coach. So all of this is brand new to him right now. But I will I will give Gerard Mayo some 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 credit here. Um Devin McCourty, back in last March, back back in March 2023, he came out and said he appeared on Chris Long's podcast. I think, I think it's the the green light with Chris Long and Devin McCourty, he predicted he predicted Gerard Mayo would be the next head coach for the New England Patriots, and he also said that Gerard Mayo gives off CEO vibes. So he he could really he could really see why Gerard Mayo was doing so well, or or, or would have presented himself so well in front of Robert Kraft, and why Kraft why the Crafts are so excited about hiring him. Why you'd pass up on like a Mike Vrabel or some of these other proven coaches out here, and you'd go out on a limb and you'd and you'd hire Mayo for the big job, you know, McCourty saying Mayo giving off some CEO vibes. So he's not just a coach, man. Gerard Mayo is a very smart individual, very business savvy guy. I don't think a lot of people in new England know that. So, you know, he's, he's not here by luck. Gerard Mayo's worked his butt off to get in this role. So I expect him to have a say in, in, in who the Patriots get in the draft and who they get in free agency. He's going to be in there. And, and Ryan, it probably, it does seem like leaning towards a more collaborative, approach with maybe Matt Grow and Elliot Wolf being the guys that are that are kind of on the higher end and they're making the decisions ultimately, you know, I hope it's not a situation where the crafts are making the decisions, which that could potentially be it as well. But I will say this to maybe give give, you know, just kind of explain some stuff. And I think Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald, he did a really good job of explaining this. You know, a lot of us we think when the regular season's over that the that that teams they just they just hit an offseason switch and here they are they're in the offseason and they're doing all this work and they're 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 studying you know who's going to be good in the draft who's coming up and all these free agents but right throughout the year all of this work is already taking place you know you have scouts and stuff so so these scouts that New England have had they've already been doing this work all of this legwork and preparing for this draft. So honestly, Ryan, when the season ends, people like you and me and, you know, fans, you know, we're, we're the ones playing catch up. So the Patriots, they kind of already have, have it mapped out, you know, the guys that they possibly like guys they're keep that, that they're keeping an eye on. 
And once the season is, they kind of amp that up to, to, to a higher degree. Now, bringing in a new general manager who could potentially bring in his own guys, that would be the reset right there right now. So, essentially, this is the old – this is basically the, the, the old group. They've basically they, – they put together a game plan, and the Patriots are going to stick with it. And maybe after the draft, then you then you kind of make the decision if you're going to hire a general manager or not. So I get the thinking there. I just hope this isn't a situation where we're going with a collaborative approach the whole way because it is unorthodox and it tends not to work. So yeah, I would expect him to make a hire at some point, but it but they really could stretch this thing beyond the draft. Yeah, I think you you hit on something I definitely wanted to cover, um, and and it comes you know with that with the decision to kind of hardwire. Gerard Mayo's succession plan into the contract, which we learned about last week, right after uh, the whole thing with Belichick went down and that dog and pony show, which I do want to cover here in a minute. But uh, yeah, on Gerard Mayo, like when it happened, Jordy, as a fan, I was, I was just like baffled. And I think a lot of fans were baffled. It's like, we're not going to interview Mike Vrabel. We're not going to interview Mike Vrabel for this job and at least put those two interviews side by side and say, do we want Vrabel or do we want Mayo? We're just going to stick with Mayo or we're not going to interview Jim Harbaugh. We're, we're not going to go through the process for the head coach. We're just going to stick with, with Mayo. But I think, uh, and we could get into that a little bit more Vrabel. I mean, I think a lot of fans were really intrigued, self-included about Vra- the potential of Vrabel coming in when he got let go by the Titans. But I think one thing to like about this approach the Patriots have, have taken is just what you were saying, Right. They're, they're not falling behind because we went into Black Monday not knowing what was going on with Bill Belichick, right? They finally made that decision. And instead of falling behind, as you were just saying, and now we're going to go and dry out this head coach search and who does the head coach want on his staff and who's the next GM and all this. Instead of falling behind the eight ball, the Patriots are kind of keeping pace all of a sudden, right? It felt like they were falling behind, in my opinion. But Mayo is their guy. They don't need to go through the process. They feel comfortable with him. They wrote his succession plan into his contract, which, you know, may have made some things a little bit awkward with him and Belichick and other members of the staff, but that's what they did. They stuck with it. The past week, Gerard Mayo's already been working and taking interviews on the staff, right? They're already working on the coaching staff. Uh, the GM thing can be separate, but they can keep that mostly in-house, as you were just saying, Jordy. In a way, when the Mayo stuff came out that they were just going to promote him and not interview anybody else. I thought initially that was like, really? Is that the right way to go? Like as a fan, that felt a little sketchy, but I kind of see the thinking now, this is keeping them on pace for free agency in the draft instead of them falling behind. Because I think letting a guy like Bill Belichick walk uh, with all the power that Belichick had. And then, you know, the domino effect that happens after you let a guy like Belichick go, that could set you back. That could set you back at a really bad time. I think this plan the Patriots have put in place does make a little bit of sense in that regard, and I think they actually look pretty smart for doing it this way, and it makes all the sense in the world. I think it's helped me rationalize why they're going this route, if that makes sense. I mean, Ron, Gerard Mayo's a fantastic candidate. He just, he he is. I get it. He's He doesn't have the experience of a, of, of a Mike Vrabel or anything like that, but look, in my opinion, Robert Kraft is a very methodical person. He doesn't just make rash decisions. So for him, for him to have set Gerard Mayo in a room and for him to have been around him for as long as he's been around him, for him to entrust him to be the successor to Bill Belichick, it, it says a lot about who Mayo is as a coach and as a person. And 
Albert Breer, he pointed out an, an interesting tidbit on the whole hiring situation as well. And he 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 took this whole thing back, Ron, all the way back to the 90s, all the way back to 1997 when Robert Kraft, you know, when he parted ways with Bill Parcells and Belichick was Belichick was working with Parcells at the time. And, you know, it was it was a moment where, where Kraft felt like he should have fired Bill Belichick then. And he's he's kind of always looked back on that moment because he saw Bill Belichick as a guy with a with this with a great command over the salary cap and team building and his he he wanted him but he just didn't quite pull the trigger because you know kind of didn't want to leave the remnants of the old regime in place sounds familiar kind of what the Patriots are at right now so uh-huh. Albert Burr's point to the fact that you know Kraft kind of looks back on that moment and you know Mayo's a guy that he looks at and he sees the same thing potentially Command over salary cap, team building, very smart guy. A guy that Devin McCourty once again said had CEO vibes. And Kraft's not wanting to make that mistake again. You know, obviously Kraft went back and he ended up getting Bill Belichick from the New York Jets. And this is a situation where Kraft, he, he sees Mayo, he sees this guy, he really likes this guy, and he's not being hesitant and pulling the trigger to get him. Yeah, and I, and I think that makes me feel a little bit better about it. Uh, you know, going into a situation where Gerard – uh, we got a blind faith, faith, right? We haven't seen him be a coordinator, right? The, the Patriots easily could have brought in Vrabel, who not only is he a guy that the organization loves, the fans love, he's just inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame this year, as we mentioned, uh, I think, a couple pods ago, right? He understands the history. He played here. He won Super Bowls here. He also didn't coach under Bill Belichick. He carved his own path, right? He went away from the organization carved his own path in coaching. He's, he was a head coach with the Titans for six years. And one, the one stat I loved about Vrabel when I was, you know, kind of prepping on that, Jordy prepping on him potentially getting an interview with the Patriots and him being a, one of the front runners for the job as we kind of speculated as we got to that point. Uh, there's this analytics site. I think it's called Summer, Summer Sports, S-U-M-E-R. They have this analytics stat called win percentage added, and it kind of measures – a coach's aggressiveness on fourth down and two point conversions and how much win percentage added, you know, based on what your chances were winning that game, how much percentage was added based on your decisions. Right. And it's a long way of saying that Mike Vrabel was in the top five most aggressive coaches in the league, the opposite of Bill Belichick, right. Who I would say this year, probably the most conservative coach we've ever seen, right? Like he was, he was so freaking conservative this year on third downs and, playing for overtime, it felt, late in fourth quarters of tied games. It was just crazy how conservative the Patriots were because he had no faith in his offense, obviously. But Vrabel's the opposite of that. He was an analytics guy. He's a aggressive coach, not from the Belichick coaching tree, but from the Patriots. So Vrabel just made all the sense of the world. But I, So at first, I was, I got to admit, I was a little upset that they wouldn't at least try to bring Vrabel in and talk to him. But uh, I think they've... Like you said, they developed their, they've identified their guy in Gerard Mayo. He's their guy. He's their succession plan, and it's allowed them to kind of keep pace here in the offseason. I think, um, I think that's a good thing overall. Let's go back to the. You, you said the F word earlier, Jordy. Uh, fired. Bill Belichick was fired. He absolutely was <laughs> fired. He absolutely was fired. Right. This thing. I, just to, I just want to go back to last week when this whole thing went down. To me, watching it, it felt like a production, Jordy. It felt 100% staged, fake smiles. They read prepared statements. They took no questions together at the table, which I found really weird, right? Uh, Kraft came out by himself a couple hours later to answer questions from the media. 
really strange. And I texted you immediately afterwards. I'm like, what is going on here? This is weird. And I was watching from my house in Minnesota, so I wasn't on one of the local channels. It cuts right back to ESPN. I was watching on ESPN. It cuts to Teddy Bruschi with tears in his eyes. And I'm like, come on, Teddy. Like, you know that was staged. That was fake. Those are fake handshakes, fake smiles. Like, it doesn't it. That thing screamed to me, Jordy, after we saw on Black Monday, Belichick call that 7.30 a.m. presser. He comes out, talks about his contracts as he's still getting the work. He's under contract. Then a few days later, he's shaking hands with Kraft, and they're saying they amicably are splitting ways, and they're really pushing that, making sure everybody knows that Belichick's a patriot for life, but we're making a mutual decision here. But it felt like this was all negotiated, right? Like, all right, we're going to part ways. Bill, we're going to let you walk. We're going to pay you for your final year. We're going to let you walk. Go pick your next destination. In return, you are going to dress up, stand at the podium, shake hands, and we are going to smile and tell everybody that this is all good. And the Belichick says, fine, Robert, but I'm not answering any freaking questions from the media. So you know what I mean? Like, it was something like that. And I have no sources. But that's just how I felt it went down. It was awkward as heck, and it was not a mutual parting of ways. I think Belichick would have preferred Jordy to stay right here in New England? I mean, what job's better? What For Bill Belichick, would he rather coach in New England in 2024 or Atlanta, where he just he had the interview? I think it would be, definitely be New England. So give me your take there on the whole production uh, between Kraft and Belichick, because I haven't heard you. Actually, I haven't heard your take on this yet, so give it to me. That's some great A sleuthing right there, Ryan. I love it. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> But man, yeah, no, you're you're right on. Especially New England is the best spot for Belichick. And I, I had, I did a, I did an article a while back. Who would be the next best coach for the for the Patriots? And I had Bill Belichick ranked number one because he's been there. He he would be the best coach in New England. People can't people can't split the GM mistakes from 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 the coaching. And Belichick's still a hell of a coach. Um, but as far as the press conference is concerned, you know. One of, the, one of my biggest concerns going into this thing was if Robert Kraft would come out looking like the bad guy. Because a lot of outsiders, every, everyone was pretty much on board that Bill Belichick needed to go. They, everybody's pretty much on board that, you know, change needed to happen. It was time for the Patriots to shake it up for them to bring in a new head coach. But my experiences, Ryan, with the fan base, there are a lot of Bill Belichick supporters. And a lot of people were very upset that Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots parted ways. A lot of people wanted Bill Belichick to stay in New England. They wanted him to stay on as head coach, regardless of what that meant. So I was a little worried that Kraft would kind of kind of take a hill turn all of a sudden if he's the guy that got rid of Bill Belichick and this thing just kind of blows up in his face. But it went about as great as could be. Belichick put on a suit. You know, he walked out there, and, and, and him and Kraft, they exchanged pleasantries. You know, it just it, it seemed like it was an amicable split, at least at least the outsiders. But I kind of agree with you. At the end of the day, Bill Belichick got fired. That's what happened. And he was just willing to play ball and play nice. And, you know, everybody gets there. They're somewhat happy in it. And I guess I guess you hope Bill Belichick, he'll go to a different team, beat the record, maybe win some games. And then he's able to run off into the sunset when, when he's ready to. And then hopefully, like Tom Brady, who come back to New England and we can get that nice ceremony with the fans and everything. And we can all shake hands and, and, and be friendly once more. Yeah, 100%. It was all, it was all staged. Like Bill, you don't have to answer any questions, but you do have to wear the suit and the tie. And we're going to double knot that thing. We're going to look good. 
and you are going to say, I will always be a Patriot. That has to be in your state. You know what I mean? Like all of this was, it just, so again, Teddy Bruschi, I love you, man. I love you to death. I had some of the, some of the best Sundays ever watching the Patriots play Teddy Bruschi. Love you. You can't sit there with tears in your eyes after that thing. That was so fake. Come on, bro. Like, come on. Oh, I just, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, Teddy, you're, you're I'll always me. be a Patriot. Yeah. 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 yeah that one, <laughs> that one right there. Yeah. I'll always be a Patriot. Now I'm going to go interview with Atlanta on, on the yacht with the, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know, whatever. So, so much, man, so much here. Uh, what did you think about, uh, you know, give me your take. I, I talked a little bit about Vrabel. Uh, I don't think I gave you a chance, Jordy. So I want to give you a chance. Like when he got cut loose from Tennessee, what was your gut telling you? Did you, as a fan, did you want the team to look into that? Did you think he became the front runner? Uh, are you disappointed at all that they didn't at least bring him in? Didn't at least bring in a Jim Harbaugh? Or are, are you comfortable with the path the Patriots have taken? My first initial gut feeling was how stupid are the Tennessee Titans? Like, Seriously. what are they doing over there? I mean, this is the team that just it just seemed to make all the wrong decisions for all the wrong reasons. I don't know why in the hell they would get rid of Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel's a tremendous head coach. And I completely understand why some fans would have wanted him in New England. Obviously, like you alluded to, he's beloved in this area. You know, fans love him. He's played for the team, won multiple Super Bowls, just got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. He's a Patriots got through and through. So I think he would have been a great hire in New England. But, Ryan, honestly, I'm – I kind of like the Mayo hiring, I, and I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't know why I'm just I'm kind of warming up to it. I just I have I have a lot of faith in Robert Kraft, and I don't think he just takes this stuff lightly. You know, this isn't a situation of him just handing a guy a job here. He he really saw something in in Gerard Mayo, and he he seems like Robert Kraft's guy. And Mayo has done a tremendous job in in that locker room, and you know he's not going to be the next Bill Belichick. He he coaches a little different. I think he's going to be more of a player's coach than Bill Belichick ever was. It's just not Bill Belichick's style. It's just different coaching styles. And a lot of people will say Mike Vrabel's a player's coach. Gerard Mayo, defensive guy. Mike Vrabel, defensive guy. So in many ways, it's like we're getting a a younger Mike Vrabel here. I don't want to say they're the exact same coach, but you kind of know where I'm getting at here, you know? Mm -hmm. Gerard Mayo, savvy guy, CEO vibe, say that word for the third time. Very smart guy. It's just – I. I like the choice here. I, I want something new, Ron. I'm ready for something new, and I think Gerard Mayo can give us that. And I expect the, the coaching staff to change possibly tremendously, especially if Billy O'Brien and some of those guys go off and they follow Bill Belichick. We might get some new young we might get some new blood in here to maybe spark this Patriots team that's been doing things the same way for the last twenty four years. <laughs> it's time for a new way other than the Patriot way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they got they got to shake up everything on the offense, uh, but yeah, I, I I like that. Like trusting Kraft, I think he's earned that, right? I mean, we've come a long way for the Patriots in terms of the head coach and the organization from like Rod Rust and Dick McPherson when I was a kid. Like when the Patriots were so bad, yeah. they couldn't they couldn't win a game, they couldn't make a field goal. Uh, I remember when I was I was a kid, my dad would get so mad at the TV watching the Patriots that he'd, he'd make us go outside and play soccer in the backyard. Like, he'd be like, I can't watch this anymore. Let's go. And we'd run outside and play soccer. And then uh, my mom would poke her head out the window and go, they're coming back. And we'd run back in the house only to get disappointed. They lose. And my dad would get pissed again. We'd go play basketball. You know, we'd go, you know, it was always that. Uh, but, you know, the last three head coaches hired by Robert Kraft, Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. Not bad. 
not not a bad list there for the Patriots. Some great company right there. Not bad. So now, so now it's Gerard Mayo. Uh, what other questions are you interested in here, Jordy? As you know, I got to let you go here so you can go cover this uh, meet this uh, huge presser. But uh, with you know, obviously they're introducing Gerard Mayo here right after we're done recording. Uh, but the offensive staff, right? The uh, offensive coordinator is another one that's really up in the air right now. Is Billy O'Brien going to return? That's up in the air. Uh, you know, who's going to be the quarterback in 2024 up in the air, just a complete rebuild, right? Offensive line, skill positions, everything, even tight end, every position you could think of probably going through a complete overhaul with the Patriots. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to some of those questions too. Like what is going on with the offense and, uh, who's going to be the offensive coordinator? Uh, but what, what's top of mind here for you, Jordy, heading into this press or anything else you want to get off your chest, anything you you, you're working on for the Patriots wire that you want to get off your chest before we, you know, hit the pause button here and let you go cover this presser. Yeah, man. So obviously, Ryan, I'm going to, I'm going to give a pretty strong take here. You got the coach, right? Bill Belichick's gone. You got Gerard Mayo in here. It's just a complete reboot. I feel like everybody in new England, or at least they should have, if they haven't already should have accepted that this is a rebuild. You know, we're not the Patriots of old trying to cling to the past. You know, this isn't a playoff team. We're probably several years from that right now, from, from, from even being in contention of a Super Bowl, hopefully. But if this is a rebuild run and the Patriots have the number three overall pick of the NFL draft, sick and tired of hearing about the Chicago Bears trading down with the Atlanta Falcons and some of these other teams. You're the Patriots. You're sitting at number three overall. Move up to number one overall and get your freaking quarterback. Like, let's stop playing games here. Stop dipping our toes in the water. Ryan, you see what the Houston Texans are now that they've gotten their guy. If I were if I were to jump into a time machine and I were to go back to the 2023 NFL draft and I were to say, Ryan, the Houston Texans, they got they got CJ Stroud. This is going to be a team that's going to be competing in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this season. Would you believe me? Yeah, so I see what you're saying. So you want you know, first-year coach D'Amico Ryan's first-year quarterback C.J. Stroud, who they went up to get. That's, that's what you. It. That's what you want. You want to just that. You want to put that the Texans' plan into action. Okay, I hear you. I hear. I like this. I want to do it, man. I mean, go all in. What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for another season of Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones? Do you want to see that? I, I, no, I sure don't. Hell no. I mean, you don't want to see that. Are we waiting on you? Want to you want to go out there and get Russell Wilson, who obviously is on a decline? I mean, are, are we waiting on that? I, I really don't care much about seeing that either. I mean, are, you want Ryan Tannehill? It's, it's just nope. what are we doing at this point? If you're there at number three and you can move up and you have the pick of the litter. I'm moving up and I'm getting my quarterback, Ron. I feel like a lot of fans underestimate how hard it is to get a quarterback. You know, one of my good buddies, he said to me recently, he's a huge Tennessee Titans fan, and he made the comment. He said, you know what? If our team only had a good quarterback, we'd be a really good football team. We'd be a contender. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? 90% of the NFL teams could say the same thing. If they all had Patrick Mahomes or, 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 or Josh Allen or one of these guys, they'd all be better football teams because that's the most important position on the football field. And it's very hard to evaluate that talent. And it's even harder to be in a position to land those guys. You know, we were talking about Kyler Murray potentially being traded. The Arizona Cardinals, they're not, they're, 
they're not moving that guy most likely. Why? Because he's so hard to get a quarterback. And Kyler Murray is pretty damn good. So it's not a guy they're just going to, to hand to another team in the prime of his career. So here you are. I ask you again. You're the Patriots. You're at number three overall. You're never guaranteed to be this high on the board again. I mean, who knows? You'd have to. Can, can you stink as bad next season? I don't know. Not if you go out and get a Russell Wilson and you you built this middling football team that ends up winning a few games and then you're like number ten or number eleven and you're not in this position ever again. But here you are right now. You're at number three and you can move up two spots to get the guy that can reshape your entire franchise. You know, you don't have to believe in Caleb Williams. You don't have to believe in Drake May. But if I were to roll a dice, I'm rolling the dice on one of those two quarterbacks. So you take who you want. But you move up to number one and you get that guy and you potentially transform your entire franchise, just like the Houston Texans were willing to do there with C.J. Stroud. Meanwhile, the Patriots are on a reboot with their legendary head coach still looking for a freaking job, and we don't even know who the GM is right now. So go get your guy, Ryan. Please, please, Patriots, get the guy. Get the quarterback. I like it, man. That was on my Christmas wish list, right? I just said go get the quarterback. Uh, and, I, you know, if the Patriots traded up to the number one pick, even if it was, like, before the draft, like we saw with the Bears and Panthers last year, that happened a couple days before the draft, right, or a week before, I forget, that would be so fun, right? Especially for Patriots Wire, you know, for fans, everyone. Like, we, we would be the – we'd have the number one pick. Uh, that would be so fun. Uh, and, yeah, it would just be, you know, that we, for at least some time, it, it, through this offseason, we'd have some hope, right? We would have some hope that – we got CJ Stroud or Joe Burrow or whoever this, you know, the next guy is. We would be praying that we had the guy. We'd also, Jordy, be running the risk of doing exactly what Carolina did last year, right? You draft the guy, you put him in an offense that's not good enough and it struggles, and then you end up back at the top of the draft again, only your pick is somewhere else. So that would be my one worry. But you're not you're not scared of that. You're you're saying let's let's let it roll and because I'm I'm imagining to trade up with the Bears, you're giving up a you're giving up number three overall, a pretty good day two pick. I think the day the Bears would want a good day two pick this year because they don't pick in the second round because they traded that pick for Montez Sweat at the trade deadline, and next year's off you know next year's first round pick 2025 right. That's probably the, at least the starting point of the price. I don't know if the Bears might want players too, but uh, you're you're definitely giving up picks. And obviously next year's number one pick, uh, 2025, if you bring in a quarterback and you don't have enough around him, offensive line, skill positions, they have nothing right now, nothing. Aren't you running the risk of being the Panthers? So that would be the scary part, but you'd also have the element of hope, right? So we would just have all the feels if the Patriots made that move. I, You know what? I'm for it. You might as well try, right? Go for it. It's, it's not something Bill Belichick would ever do. So maybe that makes it something that the Patriots should do, right? Do something different for a change. You know, I, I heard uh, Albert Breer on the radio talking about how Josh McDaniels and Dave Zieg- Ziegler went to Vegas and the first thing they did was trade for Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that Belichick yeah. ever would have done. So maybe that's what the Patriots need to do, right? Make a move that Belichick never would have done. Make an aggressive move. Give up some future capital. I wouldn't hate it, man. But I would worry that you're making the same you're making the same blunder that the the Panthers just made. That would be my only my only uh, rebuttal. Yeah, and I mean, and that's fair. That's fair. But you all, and you also have to take into consideration if 
you take the time to build up your roster, right? You go, let's just say the Patriots, you go out, you get a Marvin Harrison Jr. And and you kind of you you dress you dress the rest of the the offensive roster. You could end up in a situation like Atlanta with no quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and and this thing could stretch on for years. It's just it's so hard to get a quarterback, and that's my that's my biggest point. It is so hard to get a quarterback, and the position the Patriots are in right now is incredibly rare. I mean, it's they're they're number three overall with the with a chance to legitimately move up. If you're the Chicago Bears, the Patriots make the most sense as a trade partner. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure the Falcons could consider moving up there. Another team that could be on the hunt for a quarterback. But the Bears have to be careful about how far back they trade because then they'd miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr. and potentially one of the two top tackles in Joe Alton and obviously for Sean Yu um, out of Penn State. So, you know, they, they don't want to move back too far because they don't want to take themselves out of contention for some of these top-tier players. So it just it makes sense from from their perspective as well. But if you're the Patriots, I mean, who's to guarantee you will ever you will ever be in this position again at number three overall with the opportunity to move up? It's a perfect position to be in. You know, you can go out there and build the team up with the mentality of you know what we're gonna build it, we're gonna build everything up around the quarterback, and then we're going to go get the quarterback. Well, you know what? what quarterback are you going to get? Like, this isn't easy. There's a, there are a, a ton of football teams. How many elite quarterbacks are in this league? I mean, we could probably count on one hand. Handful. There yeah, are a ton, that's it. ton of football teams, Ryan, that need a quarterback. What are we waiting for? Are we just going to just keep dipping our toe in the water and just end up with a mid-tier team every season? No, you rebuilt the football team the right way with the most important position on the football field. I'm with you, man. I love, I love the take. So, so there it is. Patriots, so much change going on, uh, and then we'll we'll have uh, a lot coming out of this press conference, this introductory press conference with Gerard Mayo. We're going to hear from the new head coach of the Patriots. We're going to hear from Robert Kraft. We're going to hear from Jonathan Kraft. Haven't heard from Jonathan in a while, so that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, Jordy, man, I know you're about to get hard at work. We'll all be looking forward to your uh, to your breakdown on Patriots Wire. What can people expect? You, you usually do a pretty good job. Takeaways. Uh, drop it all the the pertinent information that comes out of this presser is usually right there on Patriots Wire, so folks can. That's where folks want to go to uh, get everything that's said during this press conference, especially if you're freaking working like most of us are in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, right? So you can't really tune into this thing. So uh, we appreciate you, man. What, what should f- folks expect? Yeah, man. Of course, you know any big quotes and obviously takeaways from this press conference. It's a big day, Ryan. This is a new era for the New England Patriots. You know, Gerard Mayo stepping in here, and you know it's just I'm I'm thankful for what we had with Bill Belichick, who, in my opinion, is still the greatest coach of all time. You know, it, it can't last forever. <laughs> There's even still moments where I catch myself going back and watching old videos of Belichick and Brady. It's just you know we grew up with that, and it's just I mean it's it's times times and I'm just so thankful for it a near 20 year dynasty but you know it's 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 onwards and upwards we get Gerard Mayo in here the Patriots got a lot of cap cap money to spend going into the offseason and obviously you got the number three overall pick we'll see who makes the decisions and what they do there and see if the Patriots can reload and make this thing even better but new era the Gerard the Gerard Mayo era is upon us and we're, we're living in it my friend let's go let's kick it off so uh, yeah, Patriots Wire is the place to be for Jordy McElroy. I'm Ryan O'Leary again. We appreciate you listening to the show. Subscribing is the best way to uh, keep in touch with us throughout the offseason. We're going we're gonna to cover this stuff 
you know what you know what's going on with the Patriots, their hires, who they're targeting in free agency, looking ahead to the draft. There's so much to get to this offseason. We'll be around. So again, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.